Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast, brought to you in part by Book of Zen, makers of wearable inspiration for a better world. Today's podcast has been edited and adapted from the book The Power of Truth by William George Jordan, published in 1902. Truth is the rock foundation of every great character. It is loyalty to what is right as we see it. It is the courageous living of our lives in harmony with our ideals. It is always power. Truth ever defies a full definition. Like electricity, it can only be explained by noting its manifestation. It is the compass of the soul the guardian of conscience, the final touchstone of right. Truth is the revelation of an ideal, but it is also an inspiration to realize that ideal, a constant impulse to live it. Lying is one of the oldest vices in the world. It made its debut in the story of the Garden of Eden. Lying is the sacrifice of honor to create a wrong impression. It is masquerading in misfit virtues. Truth can stand alone for it needs no chaperone or escort. However, lies are cowardly, fearsome things that must travel in crowds. They are like a parade of drunken men, one vainly seeking to support another. Lying is the partner and accomplice of all the other vices, while truth is the oldest of all the virtues. It predates human beings. It lived before there was anyone to perceive it or to accept it. It is the unchangeable, the constant, the unity that always produces identical results under identical conditions. When a great truth in nature is discovered, we hold the key to the understanding of a million phenomenon. When a great moral truth is grasped, we possess the key to our spiritual recreation. For the individual, there is no such thing as theoretical truth. A great truth that is not absorbed by our whole mind and life and has not become an inseparable part of our living is not a real truth to us. If we know the truth and do not live it, our life is a lie. In speech, the person who makes truth their watchword is careful in their words. They seek to be accurate, neither understating nor overcoloring. They never state as a fact that of which they are not sure. What they say thus has a ring of sincerity, the hallmark of pure gold. If they praise you, you accept their statement without question or hesitation. Their promise counts for something. You accept it as being as good as their bond. You know that no matter how much it may cost them to verify and fulfill their word by deeds, they will do it. Their honesty is not policy. The individual who is honest merely because it is the best policy is not really honest. They are only politic. 
Usually such a person would forsake their seeming loyalty to the truth and would work overtime for the devil if they could get better terms. Truth means that which one believes. It is living simply and squarely by our belief. It is the externalizing of a faith in a series of actions. Truth is ever strong, courageous, virile, and calm. There is a vital difference between error and untruthfulness. Some individuals may be in error and yet live bravely by it. Others who are untruthful in their lives may know the truth but deny it. The first are loyal to what they believe. The second are traitors to what they know. What is truth? That was Pilate's great question asked of Christ, which is echoed unanswered through the ages. Though revelations and glimpses may come, we never get a complete, final definition. However, if we but live up to the truth that we know, and seek ever to know more, we put ourselves into the spiritual attitude of receptiveness to know the truth in the fullness of its power. Truth is the son of morality, and like the lesser sun in the heavens, we can walk by its light, live in its warmth and life, even if we see but a small part of it and receive but a microscopic fraction of its rays. Which of the great religions of the world is the real, the final, the absolute truth? We must make our individual choice and live by it as best we can. Every new sect, every new cult, has in it a grain of truth at least, and it is this that attracts attention and wins adherence. The mustard seed of truth is often overestimated, darkening the eyes of the believers to the untrue parts or phases of the various religious faiths. But in exact proportion to the basic truth they contain, do religions last, become permanent and growing, and satisfy and inspire the hearts of their followers. Mushrooms of air have a quick growth, but they exhaust their vitality and die, while truth lives on. The person who makes the acquisition of wealth the goal and ultimatum of their life, seeing it as an end rather than a means to an end, is being neither true to life nor true to themselves. Why does the world so often make wealth the criterion of success, and riches the synonym of attainment? Real success in life means the individual's conquest of themselves. It means how you have bettered yourself, not how you have bettered your fortune. The great question of life is not, what have I, but what am I? Most of us are loyal to what we most desire. The individual who lies to save a dollar merely proclaims that they esteem a dollar more than they do their honor. Those who sacrifice their ideals, truth, and character for mere money or position are weighing their conscience in one pan of a scale against a bag of gold in the other. They are loyal to what they find the heavier that which they desire the more, the money.
But this is not truth. Truth is the heart's loyalty to the abstract sense of right, made manifest in concrete instances. The professional who lies, cheats, misleads, or overcharges, and then seeks to square themselves with their anemic conscience by saying, lying is absolutely necessary to business, is as untrue in their statement as they are in their acts. They justify themselves with the petty defense of the thief who says it is necessary to steal in order to live. The permanent business prosperity of an individual, a city, or a nation rests finally on commercial integrity alone, despite all that the cynics may say, or all the exceptions whose temporary success may mislead them. It is truth alone that lasts. The politician who is vacillating, temporizing, shifting, constantly trimming their sails to catch every puff of wind of popularity, is a trickster who succeeds only until they are found out. A lie may live for a time, but truth lives for all time. A lie never lives by its own vitality. It merely continues to exist because it simulates truth. When it is unmasked, it dies. Where there is untruth, there is always conflict, discrepancy, impossibility. If all the truths of life and experience from the first second of time, or for any section of eternity, were brought together, there would be perfect harmony, perfect accord, union, and unity. But if two lies come together, they quarrel and seek to destroy each other. It is in the trifles of daily life that truth should be our constant guide and inspiration. The person who does not respect their appointments, carelessly breaking them or ignoring them, is the thoughtless thief of another's time. It reveals selfishness, carelessness, and lacks business morals. It is untrue to the simplest justice of life. People who split hairs with their conscience, who mislead others by deft, shrewd phrasing, which may be true in letter, yet lying in spirit, and designedly uttered to produce a false impression, are untruthful in the most cowardly way. Such individuals would cheat even in solitaire. Like murderers, they forgive themselves their crime in congratulating themselves on the cleverness of their alibi. The foundations of truth should ever be laid in childhood. It is then that parents should instill into the young mind the instant, automatic turning to truth, making it the constant atmosphere of the mind in life. Let the child know that truth above all things should be the motto of their life. Parents make a great mistake when they look upon a lie as a disease in morals, because it is not a disease in itself, but rather a symptom. Behind every untruth is some reason, some cause, and it is the cause that should be removed. The lie may be the result of fear, the attempt to cover a fault or to escape punishment. It may be merely the evidence of an overactive imagination. 
It may be only carelessness in speech, the reckless use of words. It may be excessive desire, the kind that makes lying the handmaid of theft. But if, in the life of the child or the adult, the symptom be made to reveal the disease, and that be then treated, truth reasserts itself and moral health is restored. Constantly telling a child not to lie is giving life and intensity to the lie. The true method is to quicken the moral muscles from the positive side, urge the child to be honest, to be faithful, to be loyal, to be fearless to the truth. Tell them ever of the nobility of courage to speak the true, to live the right, to hold fast to the principles of honor in every little thing. Then they need never fear to face any of life's crises. The parent must live the truth or the child will not live it. Indeed, the child will startle you with their quickness in puncturing the bubble of your pretended knowledge, in instinctively piercing the heart of a sophistry without being conscious of the process, in relentlessly enumerating your unfulfilled promises, in detecting with the justice of a court a technicality of speech that is virtually a lie. They will justify their own lapses from truth by appealing to some white lie you told to a visitor. Teach the child in a thousand ways, directly and indirectly, the power of truth, the beauty of truth, and the companionship of truth. Let it be the rock foundation of a child's character, as a fact, not as a theory, and the future of that child is as fully assured as it is possible for human ability to guarantee. Lastly, let me say that we cannot truly believe in life, nor our spiritual place in it, without believing in the final inevitable triumph of truth. If you have truth on your side, you can pass through the dark alley of slander, misrepresentation, and abuse undaunted as though you wore a magic suit that no bullet could enter, no arrow could pierce. You can hold your head high, toss it fearlessly and defiantly, look every person calmly and unflinchingly in the eye, because you will know that all will come out right in the end, that it must come, that error must flee before the great white light of virtue as darkness slinks away into nothingness in the presence of the sunrise. With truth as your guide, your companion, your ally and inspiration, you will glow with the consciousness of your kinship with the infinite, and all the petty trials, sorrows and sufferings of life will fade away, like temporary harmless visions in a dream. The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour. Get your own private feed to our podcast with full transcripts delivered right to your smartphone by becoming our patron today. It costs less than a cup of coffee a month and will ensure the production of our podcast for years to come. Visit livinghour.org slash patron. Thanks for listening.
I look forward to talking with you next time.